Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Morning, everyone. And welcome once again to Sunday Q&A. <clears throat> now, uh, Sunday Q&A this week is going to be split into two parts. I do this sometimes. Uh, the reason for this is because... Uh, the main video that went out this week is what to do if you start on the CX and you're not making any money, you know, if it's not going according to the way you plan. So I come up with a few ideas of what you could do, um, including maybe drop your price a bit. Now, maybe I wasn't exactly clear about how far you should drop your price and how you should change your pricing structure. Got an awful lot of comments on it. And I think, in fairness, I'd try and keep this channel as balanced as possible. And I believe that everybody should have their say. And I believe that anybody who is maybe thinking about coming into the industry needs to see, needs to get a full picture. So there are a lot of people out there, and I always said, I don't know what I'm doing. There's a lot of people out there that know a lot better than me. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take all the comments from, you know, the kind of, there it is, I speak about down here, that's what I like. Um, all the comments in response to that video and put it up on Monday as a separate video, which I can then link to the video that I put out on what's doing a starter. That way, if anybody who's thinking of starting, or it's not working out the way they can, they can look at mine, they can look at your responses, and they can get a much more balanced view. So that's what we're going to do. So in the meantime, so Sunday Q&A will be slightly shorter, but it will continue tomorrow. Hmm. It's just made slightly longer by the fact that it's just me coffee. So, big news in the house this week. <laughs> The kids on the telly. Ronnie Coth, my my daughter, my, my little girl, is one of the contestants on Interior Design Masters with Alan Carr. And she's through the first week, which is good news. Um, just like to say thank you very much for those who watched. Those are um, Lee Barnes, very proud dad. Yeah. And she's done so well. And she's done it all on her own. She's got a website. I'll do you a link. Uh, she's got product ranges, kind of candles and cushions and T-shirts. And, um, and of course, she's designing people's houses. And she's kind of done the whole thing all on her own, like, you know. And, of course, getting on the show was a big coup. So, um, yeah, we just hope she goes. I hope, she get, hope it gets her to where she wants to. She wants to be a freelance interior designer. I just hope it gets her to, like, you know, just enough regular work that she can do it and that, that's where we're hoping to go uh mark powell says uh awesome that's really something proud mo proud moments for a parent of the best yeah you're right mate they're great <laughs> what you're on the telly is bizarre as well because you sit there watching it and you kind of think you should be a bit like that's one on the telly maybe it's because i'm used to seeing myself on videos i kind of watching oh yeah okay there's, oh, there's, a, there's money with alan car oh yeah there's, there's a designing house i'm playing um that's just, just really weird but anyway, she's through. That's the cool thing. Uh, David Winter. Hello, mate. Are we getting any more um, Hello Tokyo? He started some podcasts. I don't know what's happening with that. I'm a, I've subscribed to SoundCloud so I can listen to your podcast. Please keep them coming. They were good. And if they were, I'll, I'll put them on the guys on the channel. So I think us, you know, the guys that are watching this channel, I think you'd really like them. Three Londoners, one in a print, one in um, a cab, and one something else. And they just talk about life. It's really cool. Um, he said, the old girls will be watching tonight. I have to do the recorded video because he'll be out in a TX4 in the black cab light, you know. Oh, he's in a Merc now, isn't he? 
Um, but yes, that'll be Doreen and um, Pat, his mum and his, his auntie. Lovely people, real proper old London. Not old, but they're just where well, they are they're in their 90s. Or certainly in their 80s. But, but they still walk everywhere. Still smoke like troopers. Go to watch all the free concerts. I think Dora lives around the back of the old Vic. It's real nice people. Back, back from my old life when I was a market trader. Uh, Neptune Curious says, um, oh my word, I was getting attention at the end. Glad she's through though. Neptune, me too, mate. Thanks for watching. Uh, Godzilla says, proud dad, yep, good on you. Don't forget to include her name in the follow-up bit for promotion. That's true. It's Molly Coth and she has got her own channel. Um, and she has got, um, there are videos out there about interior design. And I'm going to do one, we're going to do one probably a day in fairness. Today's Saturday, by the way. Um, which is kind of like... Um, she wants to. Do, she said originally we were going to do it, try to plug the channel, but now she said I want to do it more for cathartic reasons, so I can go back and go. Well, no, I chose this because of this. I did this because of this. I did. I forgot to mention that I bought them the B motif in because of Manchester, and it was all supposed to be linked. So we we're going to do that today. So there will be videos coming out on Mole's channel of me interviewing her. Please have a watch if you if you're that the kind of you know, if, or if you if you've got someone in the family who's watching the show, it's kind of thing they're into. I'd just like to get a little bit, like, you know, a bit of traction off this. It'd be great. Um, and finally, on my note, Lee Westcott says, did you say you have a podcast channel? Lee, what I do is the Sunday Q&A that you're listening to right now and watching right now, um, I turn it into a podcast. And I'll probably do tomorrow's as a podcast as well because it's a kind of product. Plan. And we're available on all of these things. I'm not doing the graphic, Nick. I can't be bothered to edit it. Spotify, Apple Podcasts. What does that say backwards? Audible, Prime Music, and some other stuff. So if you type in Pete the Courier Driver into your um, in your podcasty thing, you can listen to Sunday Q and A rather than watch it, which means you can do it when you're on the road, which was the idea really. Um, right. So with other videos we did other than the one that I'm going to do in a minute, which is the sort of the main response to. Um, you know, what's it like out there? What to do if you start and you're not making any money? Cars on the CX. Joe, we did this. Yeah, uh, JRS UK. It says, can you run in a car on the CX? You can't even run in a van on the CX at the moment. Yeah, that kind of was the um, the overriding speech <laughs> that seemed to come out from the last video, but we'll come to that tomorrow. Um, and Detecting Nottingham says, with companies that say they don't allow cars, you could have a Jeep or a 4x4 at at a van, they are built so they wouldn't turn them away at the factory or something like that. A factory built so they wouldn't turn them away. It, when you get to the gate of a lot of things like um, distribution centres, RDCs, CFC, stuff like that, they want to see a van. If you pull up in a car or a Jeep or an SUV, they're going to go to the visitors' car parks over there, mate. It's like, no, no, I've come to pick up a box. They might let you in, they might not. I have done jobs before in a seven and a half tonne to Sainsbury's to RDCs, I think they call them CFCs, don't they? Uh, Central Fulfillment Centres, where I've had on one Euro pallet with about 10 packs of 24 cans of Coke. I could have fitted it in the boot of my Mini, but Sainsbury's will not let you on unless you're in a truck. So even if you turn up and you're in a Luton with a tail, no, they'll turn you away. So they had to pay, this firm probably had to pay more money than the profit that was in selling those Cokes at Sainsbury's to ship the Coke. That's Coca-Cola, not the other Coke, and I'll leave that to Big Dave. But that's just the way it is. Now, you could try and run in a car or run in an SUV or run in um, 
uh, sort of Jeep or something like that. But there's a probability that you are more, more likely at some stage to come unstuck. So you're better off in a van. If you're in a van, at least you look like you're in a van. And that's just, that's not, I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I'm saying that's the way it is. So, right. Should you include fees? We did this one. Now, it's good to get, we got a bit of response from Mark Chester, who's a shipper, which is good to hear from the other side. He says, I'm a shipper and I ship out of Birmingham. Kaz and London congestion charge zone. So he ships to these places. My views are that I don't care the breakdown. I just want the price. Then I decide who I give the job to. Obviously, as you say, if you make a mistake and you call and discuss it, so you go, oh, mate, I've just realised I'm in the zone. It's going to cost me another £12.50. I had done one, I've got a job booked for Monday. I'm going multi-dropping, not in him. Quoted him. The guy rang me up. He said, yeah, I'm going to send it through now. You do know it's four drops. And I went, oh. I said, I missed that bit. I said, I quoted you on one drop. I said I can still do it. I quoted him 350 quid to move from, a, from an 18 ton truck to go to Nottingham for them because you know you ain't going to get out of there. It's got, you're stuck. That, that's probably the only job you're going to get that day. I said I can still do it, but it's going to cost you a monkey. It's going to cost you 500 quid. And he went, hang on, I'll see how much I've got on the job. Yeah, I'll send it through. So you can, if you make a mistake, you can discuss it. And if I hadn't, if he hadn't have rang me to say, you know, it's four jobs, as soon as it came through and I saw the four postcodes, I rang him back, I go, look, I'm ever so sorry. I'm trying to do this. I've messed it up. You know, sometimes I'm doing it on a hurry up. I have to quote quick to make sure that I get it. And it's gone on. So ring them and talk to them. You can discuss it. I discussed it. I got the money I wanted. I'm now getting 500 quid. That's all I do that day. Take out 150 quid for diesel. Still a day. It's good day's wages. Um, right, where are we going down to? You uh, was going to say, right, uh, odd job too. Make a mistake. You want to discuss it? I've had drivers add fees on after the job is done. And to be honest, that's the last time I would... Use them. Yeah, you can't do that. You can't quote. You can't say, you can't say, how much is this? This is five pounds. I'll take one, 10 pounds. You take the 10 pounds and say thanks. You can't do that. That's one of the prices. I think it's called the License to Sale Act 1976, which says that a price is not actually fixed until it's agreed upon by both parties, which means I could put price tags up on my stall to say that these things are available for a quid. And then when people come up, I could say it's a tenner. You don't because it's not good practice. But once you've agreed the price, you can't go, oh, by the way, it cost me a bit more, so it's going to cost you another 30 quid. That's not the way it works. Um, others have called when they realise that I've either posted or added the fee if there isn't enough in the job. For example, I get five bids for 50 quid for a job into Birmingham. You accept one, and then they call and add £8 cash. Why would you not repost that? I've also had a driver do exactly the same thing twice. So he knew the catch was on there and then bidded it and then done it again. Um, obviously bidding without, bidding without to get the job and adding the fees on afterwards. No one likes hidden fees. Um, don't when you go shopping in America, they don't put purchase tax on. So you see it at one price, you take it to the till and it's another. Not that I've been, I went to America 15 years ago. Um, the one fee I will add on after is waiting time. I like people to bid as if it is normally acceptable for 15 to 20 minutes. I'd say that's fair in a van. And then anything more, call me and add it on. After, I can, after that, I can pass the cost on to my client so everyone is happy. I think the number one rule of the CX is both sides to communicate. I said it's all the way along. These people are human beings. Shippers are human beings. Van drivers, customers are human beings. Talk to each other. You can go, look, we've had a nightmare. The guy's broken down. We've had to do this. You know, talk to each other. I had another job. Um, overran, I was on 14 hours on Thursday, there's going to be a video coming out on it by the way um, I was going to do it that day but I've had to knit it together because there was an epilogue but you've got to talk to each other um, it's a better place when we do that, absolutely 
totally agree with you there, Mark. Yeah. Um, we aren't just bidding on one job after we are... So we aren't just bidding on one job. We're setting work relationships for lots, hopefully. I totally agree with this guy. Um, that's the reason why I always pay drivers within a week to get a good relationship. Well done, you, mate. I wish more people were like you. Sometimes they don't pay at all. Uh, we are up for making money, so let's work together and just do that. Sorry I couldn't help myself. You absolutely no need to apologise there, Mark. I think that's a fantastic piece of information from a shipper, which is always handy because a lot of us are just drivers. Please stay in touch because you obviously know what you're doing, and that's a really good comment. Thanks very much. Uh, Van on the Run says, like you, my quotes are all inclusive of zone charges and tolls, etc. I had a nice surprise the other week when the shipper added the £30 toll, job, toll charge on the job going into central London. I didn't even know until I generated the invoice in the app that showed it. Happy days. Well, he obviously had enough money on the job and he was prepared to share. Once again, brilliant. Um, one of my biggest issues with shippers is when they don't put the exact postcode in when the job comes through. Uh, and it's changed. He'd got one job before going to Manchester, but when it came through, it was going to Burnley. I rang them and got extra for it, but they weren't forthcoming. We had one once where we had a guy come down, and we would, it was on a truck. It was on Harry's 18 tonne. And it was from, like, say, Kettering to Watford. So Harry's got to pick it up, as you know. He's got to move it. He's halfway down there. And Gemma's looked at it, and she said, This isn't going to Watford. This is going to Cricklewood. There's Watford and Cricklewood. They're two different places. One of them is North London inside the inside the zone. Watford's outside the zone. Cost us seven hundred and eighty pounds to go in because we get done on a camera. So we ran the guy up and went, "You told us we got to deliver it one place. We got to deliver it another." And the guy said, "Oh, well, it's, they're not far apart." No, mate. No, that's a bit like saying Portsmouth is not far from the Isle of Wight. Big difference. You know, um, in the end, we had to get it off. We had to we had to ship it to Dunstable, put it on another truck from one of my mates, Giuseppe, and he took it in for us. But oh, I won't be using that guy again. I don't imagine it will last very long if he can't tell the difference between Watford and London. Um, right, Ten Commandments. This was just a kind of comical one which I've done before and I've put out, but I thought it was worth having out there because I just kind of liked it. I wanted to immortalise it. I was very grateful for the guys put it in. Uh, a few other commandments. Dave, Dave Winter, Dave the taxi driver, said, uh, number one, never, 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 never pass the opportunity to go to the toilet. Yeah, that's the joys of old age, mate. Uh, number two is no flasks. You're totally wrong with that one. <laughs> flasks are all wonderful things. I love my flasks. I'd be lost without them. I actually make the effort to get up earlier. Um, and uh, and Jeremy Hawkes says, um, this came under Ten Commandments or something. I, I don't know why it's come under Ten Commandments, because I talked about the Uncle Alberts. He said, Pete, you've got it wrong. Some people are making good profit in small vans. He said, he basically says you can make more profit in a small van than running a Luton on the CX. Now, I, I would agree with you. I think things have changed. I think the pricing structure has changed, although I'm out of vans now. So you've got to bear in mind these comments that I make, and I always say all along that everything on this channel is wrong or at least hugely inaccurate. So you've got to take it all with a pinch of salt. Um, but then I know that you also say later. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Ron, that there's no money on the CX at the moment. But he said, I can take a £1,000 small van and make more profit than running on a Luton. 
by assuming you're saying that, that there's still not enough profit in it. Otherwise, you're kind of contradicting yourself there. But um, but I will. I did take into account what you did say, and I'll be doing that in tomorrow's video because I think you make some very valid points, and I think a lot of you made some valid points. So like I say, if you tune into tomorrow's video, you'll get the response to what you should do if you start on CX and you're not making any dough. Thanks for commenting. Uh, the wise guys, Dale Steele says, "Ah, oh, right. I can I help you with this one, Dale? <laughs> I'm actually putting myself as one of the wise guys." He says, I've got London fees on autopay. Bit confused, though, as I was in London on Thursday and no charge yet. I think what you'll find, Dale, there was a huge fire in Whitechapel on Monday. Um, and they had to close off some of the zone. So, um, basically, they were detouring you into the zone. And so they turned the cameras off. So, you might have gone into the bit where... You were expected to go in as a detour, and as a result of which you won't have to pay for that day. So if you've got extra on the job, well done you. I know it happened to us. We had a nightmare, and I nicked the urban truck out on this one. Um, we got diverted off the M25, and it pushed Gordon inside the zone. And like I say, if we go into the zone in one of our trucks, although two of them I've now found, thanks to Nick, thanks Nick, although I haven't been in since, um, can actually go in like, on a normal, but the, if the two, the, the CF and the Merc, if they go into London, they've not got DVS, they've not applied for the zone, it's £780. I was expecting this horrible bill come through that we're going to have to fight, never happened. So I assume that what happens is if there's a diversion, if there's a fire, they turn the cameras off. And I assume the reason for this is because Otherwise, they're just going to get inundated with a load of people appealing, going, what, you sent me in there, what? And they can't be done with a grief. So just, okay, for the sake of like 12, cool. We just turn the cameras off for a day, but we'll start later. That, I guess that's what happens. But I think, though, you might have got away with that. I think it probably was white chapel. Right. Trucks. McNeil93. Ah, oh, yes, Neil. Sorry, McNeil. Sorry, mate. He said, cheers, Pete. He, did, he was doing his class one. He said, I managed to pass the reversing test, trailer drop and recouple, um, my on my on road on the road drive was going well until it wasn't. Long story short, near the end of the test, somebody undertook me and cut me up on a roundabout. Why do they do that? When I was on test, the man the examiner tells you it's a stop here. So you stop. You stop in the middle of the road. I was on a hill. Stopped in the middle of the road. And when I'm sitting there, people behind tooting me. Can you not see the bit that says learner driver? I was on test. But I, I think what they do in this particular instance is they wait to see if you get phased. And I don't get phased at all. I'm, I don't care. I'll, I'll sit here all day. I've been told to sit here. And he went, when it's safe to move off, move off. And you do the... Check, 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 check. Click. Mm. Boom. And away you... Not click. Should have been on the mail already. Uh, and away you go. I pass. I'm sorry to hear that, my friend. Um, uh, so he said, undertook me on a roundabout. I had to do an emergency stop. Examiner class is a dangerous fault when I failed. Better luck next time. Mate, just keep going. Journey of a million miles. Just keep going. You'll get there in the end, I'm sure. And in the meantime, thanks. Uh, Ken McKenzie says, um, Hi, Pete. Now, McKenzie, I spoke to Ken before. He was when I did that one a little while ago about MI5 couriers, where we couldn't find the, the courier place. It was the most crazy. It was like, it was like they'd just deliberately hidden it. I, I think I'd have more chance of finding the Batcave. Uh, and he says, I thought I'd better ask you some on the vlog. He says, I'm still in a military base in Africa at the moment and still following both you and McNeil and Neptune Curious. Who also comments? Thanks. Um, to keep to keep up to date on how things are on the CX. Well, you might want to watch tomorrow's video because there's going to be a load of people commenting on that. So you might want to listen to what they've got to say. Um, 
I was at my five careers, which I think is still a good name. If you remember, I was operating a long wheelbase sprinter. I've been looking at some of the mini Arctic tractor units with a fifth wheel fitted. Have you any experience in that work? These guys operate the vehicles and they carry out. If there are any on the CX, I still don't have a clue as to what would be the best to buy. A three and a half tonne loot and curtain side, or go for the full seven and a half tonne route, or at the other end of the scale, a small van. But I can't see myself being bothered with the palaver of operator seven and a half tonner. Keep on taking money and stay safe. What I would say, Ken, is I would start, I mean, listening to what um, your man says. Where is it? Do, 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 do. Can't remember where he is now. Jeremy, Jeremy Hall. I think you probably, I think Jeremy's probably got it right. I think maybe get yourself the cheapest small van you possibly can. Get yourself the cheapest CX membership you can. Give it a bash and see how it goes. I would say, particularly as there seems to be an awful lot of uncertainty in the industry at the moment from what you commented on, which is kind of like fuel prices being high, jobs not particularly coming up to match with the fuel prices. Um, I would say minimise your risk. And it might, it might not even be for you. I, I would say minimise your risk. But at the end of the day, I don't tell anybody what to do. You do what you want to do. And I would say listen to tomorrow's comments and try and glean what you can from that because I, I, I know nothing. I, I, am, I know nothing. Um, all I do is tell you what has happened to me and pass on the comments on. And I, I try and tell you what my opinion is. But you've got to bear in mind at the end of the day, purely is my opinion. Like, you know? So whatever you decide to do, mate, good luck. And you know where I am if you need me. Uh, Steve Campbell. Oh, yeah, here we go. <laughs> Yeah, of course it's Steve Cameron, isn't it? Um, and Godzilla's is joining in now. Yeah, thanks, guys. <laughs> he said, because I've lost my bed in the van, he kind of says, get a caravan on the back. <laughs> That'd be good, wouldn't it, really? I'd look like um, I'd look like a part of a circus or something like that. What we've got, we've got all the trapeze acts in the back of the truck, and then after 10, and then there's the bit where I sleep in. I've got a drawer, you can get draw bars. Um, probably wouldn't do you any favours when you got a back onto a bay with a tail lift and suddenly they're, yeah, just, there's a caravan in the way. Um, Godzilla said, lift the curtain and attach the sides, you get a 30 foot awning. <laughs> no one's going to nick your diesel if you're snuggled up against the tank, the, the, uh, tank nightly. I slept in the back of my van once when I had a loot and it was absolutely freezing. I was in Wales on an estuary. I finished after dropping the Sainsbury's. We were doing the screens, weren't we? And I was dropping at one of them sort of, um, I think it was the Sainsbury's, at like one o'clock in the morning. Tried to sleep in the back in a hammock. After about an hour and a half, just gave up and went in the front. It was absolutely ice cold. You can't do it. Um, James Canning says, PMI, Preventative Maintenance Inspection. James, I'll try and remember that, but chances are I'll just go. It's the scribbly-wobbly check thing. But thanks for putting me straight anyway. Uh, and Dale Steele says, um, he said, because we do about the size vans and stuff like that. If it's an Iveco daily, they carry more weight than the DAF. So I still don't know if it's one of those five-ton vehicles. He said, I imagine the Iveco will be better on miles per gallon, although Pete is correct, a proper truck is much nicer to drive. Thanks for the um, heads up there, Dale. And um, Imanolo, uh, I'm sorry, mate, um, Mapontas, I probably got the name wrong, but I'm sorry, I've done my best there. Um, it's what seems you drop. oh, yes, because I did the one on Wales, didn't I? He said, you, see, you drop the bit of paper in the... In the um, from the diesel in the cap when you tipped it into the tank. Hopefully after two months it hasn't put you in trouble. It didn't. It didn't. I mean, the, the lorry's gone now. That was Alice and she's disappeared now and we're now in Veronica. But um, cheers for the heads up. So, miscellaneous. Uh, well, we did one, you know, this is on the, the um, subject to sign vent vans. Should you, can you run on the sign vent van on the CX? Uh, Steve Campbell says, my boss is thinking of removing sign vent vans for a couple of reasons. He doesn't actually get potential customers ringing the office to get their bins clean. We 
We sign up new customers when the potential customer is coming to me or other drivers when they see us cleaning their neighbour's bins or their friend's bin. The main reason he gets complaints is of other road users. He laughed at me when I got back to the yard on Friday because someone complained about me again. But the, the problem Steve is facing here is it's one of the things that we all face. Yeah, I want my bin cleaned. Or, yeah, I, I need you to live with these, eight, these 14 pallets. Yeah, but you forgot to mention the fact that you live in a house up a bicycle track. What do you think I'm going to deliver? I mean, a Chinook helicopter? And they'll get people, uh, people will sign up for Steve to get his bins cleaned, despite the fact they live on a red route. It's got a park somewhere, you know, so these, these are the things you're up against, like, you know, but he did comment on, thanks, Steve, as always. Um, Ian Merrick, he says, I've been for interviews at a few Amazon depots, and I've seen the massive queues of Amazon Flex drivers lining up to be loaded at the depot. It reminds me very much of people queuing for a ferry. Amazon have got it under, they've got it stitched up, haven't they, really? We've got one near us. And there's also one in Northampton. And sometimes these vans come out and they look like a convoy. You know, this van, 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 van. I don't think, you know, it's just, they're, they're, it's going to be a bit, before you know it, they'll be everywhere. In fact, they probably are now. Uh, Hong Kong Fui says, oh, question out there, guys. Has anyone had any breakdown nightmares? Has the shipper you're working for always sent another driver to take your load off when the inevitable happens? Or have they turned up and said it's on you? The thing I'd say about this one, and I think I've done one on this before, and what to do if you break down on a job. Communication is the key. And you've got to bear in mind, these things happen in transport. I've done it. I broke down on a flower job. I drove all the way down to Bournemouth, and then the alternator went. And then I just had to get through as much of the job as possible. And it was at the time when we were running vans, and I managed to get another van driver to meet me so I could shift the load so he could finish the job. But in between then and then, it was for HBC, it was for Ben. And Ben had already organised another van to come and meet me. And there's no point getting ratty about it. You know, if you get a puncture, if you have an accident, if there's a massive traffic jam, just ring the shipper and go, I've had a puncture, I've had an accident, you're in a massive traffic jam. And they just have to, you know, they're going to have to call their customer and say, I'm ever so sorry, but your load's going wrong because of the see above answer, like, you know. Uh, Godzilla's, he said on poaching, because we did one on poaching recently as well. And the seat's kicking you off. It says the Monopolies Act is a legal framework that stops a single company or entity controlling the market. Within the Monopolies Act, there is a built-in clause that says it is not legal to make unconnected additional obligations. This is where the CX could fall down massively. So what it's saying is it's not actually legal to turn around. The poaching is it's not illegal. Is it thing I don't get that right? It's the fact that it's illegal to say you can't poach. But then having said that, this is going to be very difficult to police. So you turn and say, well, I'll turn my card out because the Monopolies Act turned around and said I could, and the CX will go, I don't care, we're still banning your membership. And then you probably have to take them to court and all that time, you do the money and you probably take it forever. And so much as it's like these things in life where there's, 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 there's the rules and there's the way it works. And the rules might turn around and say you can, but there's also the unwritten rules that say, yeah, okay, we know you can, but actually you can't. And I think that's kind of the one that would prevail. I personally would always say that poaching is a no-no and it's not worth taking the chance. So, because the CX could be your sole form of income. It's our sole, it's pretty much our sole form. That's not true, actually. We've got our own customers, but not, you know, we still rely on the CX for most of our jobs. But as a lot of you have said, not a wise, not a wise trick, but we'll come to that tomorrow. Um, Howard Cope says, Hi Pete, got a long wheelbase van, I want to start my own career business, I've got about 12k in redundancy money and savings, is that enough to start up? Thanks. Howard, I would say yes, but I've left my phone number, um, if you want to give me a call I'll talk you through it, and I'll, but I think you really want to listen to tomorrow's video, 
because it will, it's, it's, it's everybody else's side of things. And at the end of the day, and I've said all the way along, it's just my opinion. And my opinion is probably wrong. So you do you. Uh, van on the run. Oh, he said about Del May. It's actually not cheaper than I thought it was. He said, I'm pretty sure I'm paying £40 a year for my annual subscription on Del May. So cheap enough that even though I don't use it that often, I don't, it's cheap, I don't use it often. I find it very good at finding residential addresses, but not so good at commercial and industrial addresses. It sent me through a wrong time, a few wrong times now. He said, thanks for the mention. I always mention your channel, but let's face it, I found your channel. Um, mate, the Van on the Run has got his own channel. I'll do you a link. He's out there doing the thing. He's also said that maybe I should do some more. He's more life on the road, some more life on the road things. Mate, I probably will. But at the moment, we've got all the stuff going on with the kid. And there's another, and I've also got the videos on the circuit channel, if you want to check that out. There's, there's a lot more videos that's to do with the multi-driving, the multi-drop driving, but they kind of sponsor me. That's kind of where the, the majority of the income from my channel comes from now, is the sponsorship from the circuit channel. I don't get anything off the CX. You don't have to believe me. I don't care. Um, but um, I might do some more on them Life on the Road videos because, like he says, a lot of people, you've got Luke, C and HGV, they get a lot of subscribers. And when you get a lot of subscribers, you get more money. And money helps. And in conclusion this week... Hot five and seven says, "Sorry to point this out, Pete, but you said the truck does the Lone Ranger tune, and then you did the tune from Bonanza." <laughs> He's dead right. I had to Google it. The Lone Ranger. I went. How does it goes? How does it go? I can't remember how the truck goes now. And it does. And I am going to record it and send it in a Lauren Laverne six music on house music. But I said the Lone Ranger and the Lone Ranger is. It gets confusing. It's like you can't, can you do Indiana Jones and Star Wars and Superman? Do all three. You get two and the third one, you get utterly lost. I, I, I can't remember what it is. So, Bonanza. Right, that's it. Like I say, please tune in on uh, Wednesday, BBC. Support the kid on Interior Design Masters. And if you've got anyone in the family who's kind of interested in, there are links to the channel and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I will be doing the interview video. And now I've got to go because the cat needs to come out that door. You can probably hear that. So I'm going to do this one probably now, if I can get away with it. Put it all up. Sunday, Monday. Next week in the sunshine. Take care, take money.